Hey, it's Sebastian here from Composer Class. So I wanted to share a little bit about my backstory, who I am and why you actually, why it may, might be worth your while to listen to me. So I, I come from a family where music didn't play a big role, but they always made it, my dad and my mom, they always helped me to do whatever I wanted, which is kind of crazy if I, if I look at it. But um, they, yeah, I, I had like piano lessons since I was like six and I had um, drum lessons when I turned, I think, nine. And um, my my uncle, he gave me a drum set, his old drum set. He was a drummer when he was younger. And so I was just like really excited about drumming and had lots of teachers like percussion and all this classical stuff and violin. I had violin lessons for a couple of years and then viola lessons. So, but you know, this never really satisfied me. I was really wanted to create something from nothing that was really deep in my heart and my soul. I, I felt that I needed to do more than just interpret other people's music. Um, and also it was, to be honest, I was really, um, I didn't really want to practice much. So I wasn't that good, but you know, I, I had bands and we, we played live and we had like lots of success with it actually, but as a drummer, but I wanted to create something from nothing. So I, I wanted to write music. I didn't even know it was called this back then, but, um, my dad bought a computer when I was like 14, I think. And with the, with the computer, uh, he, I also bought a, a keyboard because I kind of knew that you needed some keys to actually put something into the computer. I don't know. And with that came a free version of Cubase back in the day. And I installed it and I really like put my head down and tried to make some stuff with what I had. I didn't have any sound sources other than from the keyboard itself. It sounded horrible. I made my first composition, I'd say, for school, for like one of my diplomas at the end of my school career. And, um, but you know, it, it was a great um, thing to actually try out in a safe environment and everyone loved it. It was like something, uh, yeah, I don't have to go into this very much, but um, I got a very good grade, like the best grade you could get. And this, this for me was basically the epiphany where I said, okay, I want to do this. I want to like create music for something, for media. Um, and I got into this and I, then I worked um, at an advertising agency, saw the other side of the media composition things. So they actually ordered composers music, I ordered custom music by, from composers. And this is how I got into, get to know my, my first job. And I flew to LA and had, like, was, was, was amazing. I was like 23, I think. And um, worked at Paramount um, and was over the moon, really, to, to be able to get this, like, whole experience within, like, the music department of this series that they were doing the music for and sound design and dialogue editing and everything and mixing. So it was really, really, really cool. And so I, at the time, I, I just got accepted a, a couple of colleges in, in the UK. But when I came back from from LA, I was like, oh, I don't need any education. I, I got it down. I know everything. And the kind of uh, situation was that. So I decided to not pursue the academic career and go to school again, but um, try to make my work my way up to um, become a composer for TV and commercials, 
with what the company actually did that I worked for in, in LA. But then I got this call from this company that had also a studio in Munich. And I was like, okay, cool, awesome. For sure I work for you. They had lots of stuff to do, big campaigns and um, TV series for kids and all that stuff. So it was like, it was awesome. I learned on the job and like got thrown into this whole pile. And yeah, three years, like, oh my gosh, like 24 seven work. I loved it. It was really cool. But then I got let go. So I was like, just devastated, really. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't build any networks or build, didn't build any like own client base. So I had lots of success and fun with the writing of the music, but the business side of it was like crickets. There was nothing. I didn't learn anything about that. And I didn't actually care about it because it was, I was like, okay, this is what I do forever or like until I make this big break, have this big break and like have lots of royalties coming in and never had to work again. But it wasn't that way, of course. So they let me go. And um, so there was a Voxer message coming in. So they let me go and I had to figure it all, all out again on my own again. How, I mean, how would I get clients? And um, to make a long, 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 long journey and like a very rocky one at this, um, short, I somehow over the years, I gathered some clients and I um, made my way somehow, but it never got as big and as like successful as I wanted it to be. And the primary problem was that, um, I always had to chase money. There was never the time where I actually had the possibility to, to like breathe for, for a minute and just think, okay, what's the actually bigger vision? I always had to think, okay, this job is over. What do, what's the next job? When does it come the next job? And it's never, it never came to the point where I was like, I actually could afford anything like fancy or anything. I just worked, 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 worked really hard. And it didn't make a big dent or difference in, in my life or the life of my family, which I had two kids at the, at this point already. We had two kids. So this was really painful and like, really like, um, uh, there were so many moments where I actually wanted to quit and just like worked at, in the supermarket or in the, in the cafe next door just to make money consistently and not have to chase it all the time. But then, you know, the next day, the next big project came in and I was like, yeah, okay, we're going to do it. And then after a couple of um, like months doing this again, I like, oh, maybe I should take an, on a real job because everybody around me was had real jobs. And my music thing was always felt like, um, like a big struggle. And, and I didn't feel that anybody took me seriously, really, of my friends that actually... Um, they were, it was always nice to talk about and say, I'm a music composer and I do this and this and this and this. It sounded nice, but in, in, my, in the back of my mind and in my heart, I really knew that it's like, it's such a struggle. So, but you know, then I got introduced to production music and I didn't know what to make of it. It was like, okay, what is this thing? And then I tried to for a couple of libraries and a couple of friends that actually work for libraries, I tried to um, make some tracks and I failed miserably. I mean, this was like 
I thought, okay, music, and I, you know, I, I, I can compose music and it sounds great. I can produce well. That's all cool. But this whole thing is a completely different game. And so um, I tried to do this and I made my first two albums for a German publisher and they um, loved it and they took it into the catalog and what I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I made it again. Again, I, I figured it out, but you know, this, these albums just like never took off. There was nothing coming back from that. I never saw any placements, not really, but like very, very little placements from these two albums. So I had to go back and figure out what, what it was that actually was wrong with these tracks. And you know, they, they haven't been like, it's not like commercial TV commercial kind of stuff. It was like all like underscore TV um, documentary kind of like very low key kind of stuff. But, you know, I tried to put everything in these tracks, like everything I knew, everything I had, melodies and like rhythms and different change of emotions and genres and all that stuff. And this just didn't work. It was just too much information for the editors and broadcasters that actually looked at this stuff and said, okay, this sounds good, but 30 seconds later, it's like just completely something different. I don't know what to do with this. So they just never really used it that much. I mean, it still gets used from time to time now, but it's not close to what I'm now experiencing with the tracks that I actually owned my craft for this kind of stuff into. And yeah, I learned this the hard way, really. I, I learned like from scratch and I had very little success. And then I tried trailers. I, you know, I tried everything that's like in this kind of niche of like production music um, for libraries or publishers. And I always thought, okay, well, if I get this one trailer and if I get this one like commercial with this track, but the tracks never were really good enough to to... I mean, they could compete with like the 1% maybe, but you know, it's such a small percentage of music that actually wins these kind of things. So I decided, okay, took, took everything back to the, to the um, foundation and said, okay, what is the least I can do <laughs> to actually make the most out of it? And then I made, did research. I researched publishers and all that stuff. And I saw, okay, this kind of music, tension suspense underscore kind of like very minimum drony kind of stuff i can do this easily and i can do it well and i know what they want because i listen to so much of this stuff and listen to so much on tv of this stuff what um i will do this and then i had this very big uh, stroke of luck that i met this andreas my my publisher now and um we got along together very very good and he just was just starting to build his catalog for the, for his like edition that he did had he's doing. And then I yeah, just went with it. I just like put out this kind of stuff and he had some briefings and some pointers here and there. Collaboration was great. And, you know, then the most miraculous thing happened. I did this for two years work with him. And then I got my paycheck for royalties and with Germany, it's like once a year and it blew my mind. I worked like 10, 15 hours a, uh, a week on this kind of stuff because I had to still make money from commercials and kind of uh, these things, image films. 
And I was like, I had to look twice on the statement. I was like, are you serious? Did they make a mistake with the with the comma or whatever? Mm. <laughs> no, it was actually 35K. And I'm like, are you serious? That can't be like, and this was only from one year. And like a couple of hundred tracks. There was, it wasn't a lot of tracks. And I'm like, okay, I found something here. And this is what I want you to experience. This is why I'm building Production Music Composer Academy. And this is why I'm opening up this in March for 10 people. And um, I want you to have the same success as I do. There is so much space left. And I have this process down because I did it now for five plus years. And I went through the sh yeah, to I went through it like really step by step and took all in. And I want to teach you this stuff. So if you're interested in this, I put a link down in the description of this podcast episode. And I, I, I would love to see you succeed like I did. And if you feel like you never quite made it in music and you never quite like made an income from music or a stable income of that, this is the way for you. It doesn't matter if you're a composer or if you're like just starting out as a beginner or if you're a songwriter or a performer, doesn't matter if you're a musician. It's if you have something to do with music and have know your way around a, a door, I can teach you to get, get to the point where you actually make a substantial income uh, from music. And if that sounds interesting, yeah, man, hit me up. I put my email there in the description. If you want want to know more, I will email you. Okay, guys, that's it for now. Have a good one. Have a great weekend. Bye.